0: And welcome, once again, to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of Papa in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co hosts Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Deacon Millett of 4Altars.org in the high deserts of California, bringing us today's topic on attracting new love. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selective among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going
1: to the phones in just a moment, but first,
0: let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjuman Ali. Miss Cat.
1: Hi, Papa Newt. Thank you for that lovely introduction, um, folks. Before we go any farther, <clears throat> Blog Talk Radio is having some sort of a software meltdown. Not as bad as the Iowa caucus, but it has a problem right now. Uh, we can't um, we can't establish a a chat room or chat log for today so far. And I've been trying to log in even just to leave comments, and it says I can't log into to comments because I've tried too many times and I'm being accused of spam. This happened the very first time I tried. Oh.
2: If anyone
1: can get into the comments, which is different than the chat log, please let me know. Um, I don't know that I'll be able to read them, but um, if you can relay that in some way to somebody like Nagashiva on Facebook, I was hoping to be able to use the comments field as a pseudo-chat log, but not apparently possible. If anyone can log in, and I'd like uh, everyone who's hearing me to try, can you get into the comments or not? How about you, Conjuring Ali?
3: I can't get into the comments either. I was just looking at oh, it. Okay.
2: Because that's what I, last so, time that happened, I,
0: I am, I'm did. able to now.
1: Oh, who is?
0: Uh, Pop Newt. I am. Papa <laughs> Newt.
1: Can you leave a post saying no chat log available this week and um, comment? I'd like to see that comment if it's mm. possible. <laughs> mm, <certainly. laughs> I'm sorry, folks, to get so technical, but people do rely on our chat logs um, to um, – be able to search for the contents of the shows. Those chat logs are posted at the Lucky Mojo forum at forum.luckymojo.com. And when we have no chat log, that show becomes essentially unsearchable. So we're going to try, if we can, to leave comments. And and Papa Newt, it may limit or throttle down the number of comments you can make um, compared to the chat, but that's apparently what we're going to have to do. And we may have to be able to – oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, it's it's actually it, – it, I'm logged in, um, and it's it's allowing me to write, but it's now trying to have me log into Facebook. And it's like, wait, no, I'm logged in. So I may not be able to, but I'm going to keep adding. Okay, it. <laughs> it
1: wants you to have two-factor authentication through Facebook? Great. Yeah. Okay. That's what Sheba was saying right before the show, that it was asking for two-factor authentication. Well, we'll keep on trying. The first person to put a comment in wins a prize, okay? That prize will be a a, a verbal prize, but it will be a prize nonetheless. Um, I am very frustrated at the moment. I also reek, absolutely reek of cinnamon. Ah! Because yeah. <laughs> I was I was mixing oils as I often do right up to the last, you know, 30 seconds before the show starts, I'm still mixing oils. Wow, do I smell of cinnamon. Boy, is it good. Oh, if I smell my hands it's cinnamon, mm, and there's some ginger and some mint. Mm, there's some patchouli. It's a mix. I was making four different oils, and it's always the strong ones that stay on your hands, you know, the the evanescent ones like lovage kind of Float away into the background. Cinnamon always wins the contest. Um, okay, well here we are. So you can tell what I've been up to. The other thing I've been doing this week <clears throat> is a uh, remember I said bottle up and go was all done. Well, my co-writer, uh, Lara Rivera and I went over the book and we came up with a a complete tear down of the way the table of contents is framed and arranged. And it's a big improvement, but that means um reformatting and uh, redoing things and now we've ended up one page over, and you can't print a ninety seven page book so um I was yeah was that a laugh I heard from Deacon Millett? <laughs> been there done that right um, and um so so i um I stayed up till three in the morning uh trying to get it down to ninety six pages and and failed spectacularly, so I you know, woke up fresh at noon, <laughs> and um, here I am you know, after making oils. I hope this evening I'll be able to do that, um, and you have to understand, since we have over 150 spells and recipes in this book, Bottle Up and Go, on container spells, bags, boxes, jars, bowls, and so forth, we can't cut one of those 150 spells. So what has to go is my preciously groomed scholarship, alas.
2: <laughs> and
1: um, I tend to wax a little bit um, didactic, and um, I have to learn to prune my didacticism and leave it on a web page where there's an infinite number of pages, and because um, people don't buy a a book on bottle spells to hear about, hmm, you know theory. They want practice. So that's where I'm at. What are you up to today, Conjurman Ali?
3: Well, I'm going to say a little bit of theory is always exciting. <laughs> you know, and you. You your theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually very much looking forward to uh, the books that are coming out. Uh, so um, every time you, you give us a little bit of news about it, the uh, bibliophile in me gets a, a tad giddy uh so i'm very much looking for to that uh, otherwise this has been a uh, we were joking uh, right before the call how everyone said hectic but good to describe how they are uh and this certainly has been a week uh, that's just a tad hectic but overall good like not it wasn't a bad week in any way shape or form it was actually quite good but it was a it was such a busy busy week Um, I was, I've been organizing things, responding to emails, but uh, you know, trying to, trying to whittle down responses, uh, which is always uh, fun uh, and and just kind of busy work. Like there wasn't any one big project that I had to do, but all these like kind of little things that had been needed to be done in the year long that was January. Uh, So (laughs) it was, it was mostly stuff like that. Otherwise, I'm doing really well, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, today's topic, which I think is just perfect timing for for Valentine's Day.
1: Wow. Well, good for you. You're doing some good stuff. I have a little uh, report to make. I can now read the comments from Tony. Thank you, Tony. I No chat log available this week. Please comment. And um, I noticed that Tony is logged in with his Facebook account because this is Tony Iacoviello, not Tony I. And that's interesting. And um, and he says, can you see this? And yes, I can. So apparently I can't get into this because I can't seem to log into my Facebook account through this. I see others, um, Justine, Anita, Ana Gabriella, uh, Michelle, Rose, and uh, Dr. Jeremy Weiss. So a lot of people can comment in the chat. Thank you so much, but apparently I'm blocked. (laughs) So is Ali. Apparently Nagashiva is blocked, and apparently Papa Nude is blocked. Don't know why. I guess because we tried so many times to get in, and they've now decided we are personae non gratae. All right. Um, Having said all that, sorry for all the technical byway and chatter. It's not you know, meant for the ages. But live radio, sometimes, you know, it's that old Chet, can you hear me, Chet, thing. <laughs> Here we are. Um, Deacon Millett, how are you today? I am doing fine. Welcome.
3: I've
4: been, uh, I've been researching St. Valentine and discovering that there's just all sorts of ness there. Um, things that don't line up, false theories, all sorts of stuff. So basically, you know, the legend of St. Valentine is um, definitely the way we have to go in thinking about it. But that's been fun. And that's something that I wanted to write about in, in the new book. So um, boy, a lot of weird stuff. Um, but once again, that's, as you said, Miss Cat. that's theory and not
2: practice. So,
4: um, but I do know this, uh, <laughs> This time of year affects people um, hard, so I did want to to check it out some. So that's what I've actually been up to.
1: That's that's uh, really good. You know, and, and as Ollie was also mentioning, as Valentine Day comes around, it's a marker holiday. And um, people, um, sometimes I recommend to people that they use uh, New Year's as their time to, um, you know, fish or cut bait, as it were and then they need to get themselves kind of you know pulled back from the 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 loss and the grief and the confusion and then by Valentine's Day they got to be ready to strut their stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: Absolutely. So um we have you here to discuss um all of these uh techniques for finding love and and as people who know you know that you're at fouraltars.org um dot .org and um we also know that you are the author of a couple of books on love already. I'm just going to mention these to people who are new to the radio show. Um, and Deacon Millett has written a wonderful book called honey and, Who Do Honey and Sugar Spells? And this isn't only about love. It's about using hoodoo and honey sugar spells for all kinds of love and money, uh, business success, and so forth, court cases. It's a broad range on honey and sugar spells, some of which I have quoted in the new book I'm working on, Bottled Up and Go, which is about bottle and jar spells, but not all honey and sugar spells are bottle and It's like a Venn diagram, right? Not all honey and sugar spells are love spells. Not all honey and sugar spells are bottle or jar spells. And so he's got this book right in the middle. And then the second book that he has written, which is a wonderful book called Hoodoo, Return, and Reconciliation Spells. So this is probably the most often asked for topic at the Lucky Mojo Forum. How do I get my lover back? So he jumped right into that and wrote that book. But now, of course, the third book in the trilogy is Finding New Love. And uh, so that's what Deacon Millen here is give us a taste of his upcoming book. hope this book is going to come out in 2020. That is my hope. Fingers I crossed,
4: right? Can. I think we can say for sure on that part. Okay, for sure. Hey, Ooh.
3: you hear me yeah. here first,
1: folks. All right. With witnesses.
3: Uh, with witnesses.
1: All righty. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, um, I also, before we get to talking about finding new love, I'm going to ask my dear darling to please come over here. I can see him. Oh, he comes in with the tea. Um, I now am this Frickin' thing is now asking me for my two data authentication codes sent to me in email. Okay. But I can't do that while I'm on the show. Okay. Oh, he's whimpering. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's bringing me water. He's bringing he's me tea. About about this on the air? I'm talking about it on the air. This is like Chet. Chet, come in, Chet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my ginger. Give me a second piece of ginger, honey. This is a two-ginger lump show, oh all <laughs> ginger courtesy of Papa G of right. Nashville, Tennessee. Have one too. <laughs> all right. Stirring the ginger. Lord have mercy. How about you take it away, uh, Deacon Millett, while I try to get into this show? Tell us about uh, New Love Spells while I just sit around and stir my tea
4: and and let's not forget ginger is a great way to heat up your love work. Um, <laughs> so um, cinnamon too, but let's let's get some ginger to balance it out for performance cat. Um, and uh, there are, I think, that the number one thing that people do to keep themselves from new love is being stuck on old love, and. Um, It really has to be said. You can – I tell people, look, if the slot in your heart for a mate is taken up with someone who's long gone, that slot is still unavailable for anybody else. Um, And until you free it up, you are going to be stuck. And part of freeing it up is focusing on – openness, and fulfillment rather than lack. So a lot of people use the law of attraction backwards. They focus on the fact that that there's no love here for me, particularly as Valentine's Day approaches, and that is a self-fulfilling wish. That is a spell I don't have a lover. I don't have a lover. I don't have a lover. Yeah, you're not going to have a lover. And we got to break that into the universe is waiting with the perfect lover. God has the plan for me, and I'm going to be happy. The right person hasn't come along, and I'm not going to settle for anything less. Um, And that takes a lot of reworking our circuitry because – We're we're wired to pay attention to pain um, and to focus on it because pain is a, you know, it's a a message. Um, And to remind ourselves every time we feel that pain that, fine, but I can't think about that right now. I've got to move on. I can't think about that right now. I've got to move on. Um, mm-hmm. It's the number one thing people need to do to open themselves up to new love work. Um, so uh, it's kind of counterintuitive to start with, you know, the lack and the loss, but I have to because everybody else does, and we've, we've got to to get rid of that so that it isn't weighing on us. Um, and. The opposite is true. If you – have you ever noticed when you're dating somebody brand new and it's really good that suddenly everybody wants to meet you? Everybody oh, yeah. wants to go out with you? It's because you're radiating that I am loved energy and everybody mm-hmm. wants it. Mm-hmm.
2: So how do we
4: radiate that I am loved energy? Um, and we have to
1: love ourselves. Um, I get what you're saying. Let me let me say something here too. I'm going to jump back to the first thing right before what you just said. One of the most disheartening things as a reader that I encounter and I'm not trying to rag on my clients, they come to me, they've broken up with somebody. They broke up with them three months ago, five months ago, whatever. Maybe I read with them through that and told them he's not coming back or she's not coming back. So we're, we're, we're at the next stage. They say, I just met a new guy, and his name is whatever, and um, and I, I want to know if there's any prospect there. And I tell them, and I say, yeah, there is a prospect there. And they go, but what about my ex? I just need to know. Is he happy? <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? Well, you can't go you know, two steps forward and one step back and then try to get ahead. Sometimes they go one step forward and two steps back. Well, what is he doing? Is he breaking up with his new girlfriend? How can I break them up? And I'm like, no, no, no. We're already into this new guy you mm. just met and you just yeah, divert the entire reading. That was point number one. I hear some amens in the corner there. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, so that is one of the things. Don't waste your Time. Don't waste your reader's time on on uh, fruitless, bootless, pointless questions about the X that you've already moved beyond. Yeah, it's on your mind, but it's kind of like a um, it's kind of like grief. You know, it just comes back to sting you every once in a while. You got to let it go, move on. Yeah. That was number one. Number two goes to what you were saying about how can you develop that. I'm going to use my mm, patented torian vocabulary that just been fucked glow right uh-huh. the just been f- fucked glow uh-huh. that makes everybody interested in you
2: uh-huh.
1: um that is actually in part pheromones not just magic magic pheromones pheromones magic um actually um since humans or an animal that doesn't have a breeding season or come into heat um, the just-been-fucked glow uh, has the effect of um, releasing the pheromones that male humans are interested in, and they will then compete for you for a chance. They go, oh, she's fuckable. Now we will um, all attempt to fuck her. Right? They, usually they're polite. We're not talking about danger or gang rape here, but we're talking about, hi, I'd like your phone number. Right? So to achieve that just-been-fucked Glow, um, our dear Deacon Millet, who is much more, um, what's the word I want to say, well behaved, well behaved than I am, being a Capricorn, and he's saying you have to love yourself, and I'm saying you have to masturbate. Okay, there we go. I just said it on international internet radio. Okay, turning it back over to you, Deacon Ballant.
4: Well, I I think. You've hit the nail on the head. Um, love yourself in any way necessary. Um, but please, when you're loving yourself, don't think about your ex, for God's oh God. fucking sake. Um, I, I, oh my God. I don't know what they, people, clients tell me they do this. and It's like, well, why? 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 Um, <laughs> and I guess it's because this is their last sexual encounter and it's a fond memory and blah, blah, blah. Don't. There's a reason there are celebrities and pop stars and all these icons of attractiveness around us. And, um, you know, they're not real per se. Let's not, you know, they're they're Prince Charmings and um, princesses and all these false, idols, but they're better than invoking your past over and over and over.
1: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to object to that one, because I think that's just giving them energy, and they're just celebrities who are vampires of people's mm. sexual energy. My opinion. Well, I, believe, I believe you would do better. I, hey, we're going to get real technical here. I believe yeah. you would do, do better to focus on a deity um, who is a sexualized deity. Because that deity may assist you, whereas, oh, Marky Mark or whoever somebody liked at some point will not assist hmm. you. They're just going to hmm. suck up your energy. Beyonce, she's going to suck up your energy and make another million, right? Um, all of these celebrities who are—I mean, because I've—I've had this experience. I had Robert fucking redford young robert redford back in the 60s come to me in a dream and tell me he was my animus hi i'm your animus i'm like whoa i mean no i was alone and that was you know that was an interesting answer to the question and he actually used the jungian phrase i am your animus so um but but on the other hand i've found it more valuable because again i'm a I grew up in the fifties and sixties to um think of that old song um this is dedicated to the one i love mm-hmm. and um and in in being a female who is um heterosexually inclined, I made a little pun on that this is dedicated to the one eyed love the um the single eye of the penis being the um the one eyed love but it's also a pun because it's the one I would love, the one I'd love. Right? Um, so that's what I did. This is dedicated to the one I'd love, and I was just hoping that that the giant cosmic penis would be coming my way soon. Again, just telling you a little bit about um, little little previews from my upcoming book on sex magic. <laughs> Yay! Which we are wait- we are all awaiting. Well, so yeah, so there are different ways. There are different ways to do this, and um, you know, uh, let let me let's bring Kanchanali in here because um, I'm sure he has something to say about this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think uh, in terms of drawing in new love, sex magic is probably one of the most powerful tools available to do that. But it does have to be done right, in my opinion. Um, there is a certain intentionality there. You're not just masturbating. That's mm-hmm. great. That's, a, that's the fun side of, of sex magic. But there is an intentionality there. And there are things that you do afterwards uh, that are important. And that is what Deacon Millett was talking about to a certain extent, is that where your mind is after is just as equally important as where your mind is during. And it is important for you to be in a state where you can receive love. So when I tell clients to do uh, how to draw in new love, whether I give them sex magic work or candle magic or a combination of both, I always tell them that it requires a sort of holistic change. Particularly if you're coming out of an old relationship, you've got to shake off the cobwebs. Mm -hmm. You've got to shake off the things that are going to hold you back emotionally, and psychically, when we're in a relationship with someone, we're creating really intense bonds. These bonds aren't fictitious; these are deep spiritual bonds. And sometimes those can hold us back. Every Taurus, every Capricorn, they can—they know this—the the the holding on too long feeling, right? Oh yeah. Earth signs, <laughs> earth signs in particular. Signs. We hold yeah. on a little bit too long. And the person's moved on and done whatever, and we're still sitting there going, what if? So there's a shaking off that I tell people. So I tell people to start off always by setting out a plan of how you're going to be different. This might involve a haircut. It may involve a new wardrobe. It may involve something different in your life to get that energetic shift. You need to combine that with the magic. When you're feeling yourself other people are feeling yourself. 90% of attraction is entirely unconscious. It's entirely nonverbal. It has very little to do with, I mean, it's important to be good looking or or handsome or beautiful. Those are good qualities. But you can be attractive uh, and not be classically beautiful or classically handsome. And that comes from feeling good in your own skin. And that is a very important part. Um, Some people call it self-love. For me, it's much more about just feeling like like, like you own the space that you're in. And so it is important. When I tell clients, whenever I do love work, I like to have some component in which they take with them wherever they go. So they'll create a mojo that they'll carry with them. They'll have a name paper that they keep in their pocket or their shoe, or they'll have a talisman something that allows them to take the energy that they did, whether it was in the sex magic right or a candle right or a jar right, with them wherever they go. And that's a way of really effectively drawing love. If you're just doing work at home and then never take it out into the real world and you've never made an effort, you've never shifted yourself energetically from where you were when you were lonely and, and desperate, then don't expect people to just show up on your door. On the other hand, if you make those changes, let me tell you, suddenly it seems like the entire world is in love with you and attractive to you. So there is there is a very important key component of holistically changing the sort of the energy that you're in, the spiritual space that you're in, and then taking that with you outside, going somewhere with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, now, you know,
1: he, that's, that's something important here to say. Um, I can, uh, you know, talk about... Um, sexuality as a component of finding new love but i do need to say that there are people for whom sexuality is at a much lower level than yeah. um than the you know the the ideal that's promoted in movies and in song And sexuality is a spectrum, and so is love, Mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. And so there are people who are asexual and are also looking for love. So I'm not trying to recommend um, this as a universal panacea, but for those who are looking for sexual love, they should not expect to find love without a sexual um, component to their magic. If they are looking for love without sex then they shouldn't be using sex to try to bring that, and they should be using the energy state that they are working at or wish to have fulfilled. So as an example, if someone is not sexual um, and wants to find love, any of the um, typical ways of, of um, drawing in a lover, such as candle magic and stuff, and we'll get into a little of these spells, um, will will help Um, But it is not necessary to use sexuality if you're looking for um, Christian dating before marriage. And Mm. this isn't a show just for sluts only, right? Um, So that's important to try to find someone at your own level. But I do, again, have a warning to give to many who are clients, including my own clients, who want sexual love, but then when they draw in like moths to the flame, these uh, um, people who come to them, they then don't, in the coarse words of my youth, they don't put out. And
2: Mm. so they
1: are bait and switching, and then they wonder why the person ghosts on them. And so you have to think, focus clearly on what you want out of love. Do you want adulation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want flirtation? Do you want um, buddy friendship? Love can comes in many forms, you know. So what you want is what you have to project. And I was yes. simply jumping to sexuality because that's the kind of person I am. But if you right, want right. Um, uh, what you might call a celibate premarital state, but you want heart love, then you should be focusing on, the heart chakra the heart and the feelings that arise from your vagus nerve upward mm-hmm. and if you want sexuality you go from your vagus nerve downward
3: right okay <laughs> no this is a really important part or point of point that you're making there the clarity before is crucial so i always tell clients whether i'm doing love work for them or they're doing love work for themselves and i'm just guiding them to send me a petition uh, or the qualities that they're looking for. This can be either a list of like things they want or it can be like a letter to God. I want to find some love, I want to find a sexually fulfilling, loving, et cetera partner. But I always tell them to write that list out, then sleep on it and revise the list the next day and to repeat the process for a total of three times, cutting out superfluous bits. so like uh, making the list more meaningful. I would tell clients, uh, it's easier to say, um, you know, or easier to draw someone who is handsome and sexually attractive to you rather than someone who's six foot three, blue eyed, you know, if you too specific, too meaningless, but specific enough that it matters. So meaningful qualities you're looking for in a partner. So I tell them to revise and play with that list until they get to the essence of what it is they're doing. But it also helps them to refine what they're looking for. Some people think that they're looking for uh, you know, love, but what they're really looking for is sexual gratification.
2: Some people want uh-huh. sex,
3: um, but, uh, you know, think they want lots of sex, but what they really want is intimacy, and sometimes they, they mistake the two. A lot of times that's the case, you know, someone was joking the other day, do you really miss, you know, the crazy sex that you were having with your ex, or is it the fact that you have a broken idea of what intimacy is that you're missing your ex? So there's, there's, a, there's an element of figuring out for yourself, not just figuring out what your ideal partner looks like, but what you actually want in the relationship. So I always tell people, take the time, set the intention, take the time to write it out, revise it, and work on it until you get to that point where you've really got the essence of what you're looking for and what you want, and then use that in your spell work.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a very good way to, to... – describe it let's let's talk about some practical ideas i i always mention that white candle spell that i learned a long time ago where Mm -hmm. you um, just light a small white candle you can dress it with your own sexual fluids um, or with an oil such as come to me or attraction or a blend of attraction and look me over whatever it's going to be come to me love me fire of love whatever it is love uh, oils you like you can inscribe on that candle before you oil it, um, all my love come to me. And this is a, a spell I was taught a long time ago, way back in the early 90s, and I really liked it. Works very well. Use a small candle, a um, little four-inch candle, and you just light that candle. It will burn for you know an hour, an hour and a half. It's long enough. You can if it's going to be for true love that might last the rest of your life, you can spend an hour to two hours
2: mm-hmm. with that candle.
1: It won't hurt you. And um, while you're there, while that candle is burning, you want to envision, um, you know, someone coming to you kind of out of the mists, a silhouette, a shape. And um, you can begin to see that person if you can. if you don't visualize well, just use a kind of a um, haloed ghostly image, whatever it might be, and saying, declare yourself, come to me, be here, Uh, uh, you know, stumble into me in the street. You know, um, like the old Buddy Holly song called Looking for Someone to Love. It has the line, um, uh, young man, streetcar, foot slipped, there you are. And it's just about something that really happened where he gets on a streetcar, his foot slips, he stumbles into somebody, and there she is. (laughs) So it's it's a magical formula for meeting someone new. And often, if you do readings, you might um, ask or use a pendulum, will this be someone I've already known or it will, be some, well, will it be someone I've never met before? I usually don't even ask that question but leave it open. But if you do mm. use a pendulum, you want to ask those two questions separately. Will this be someone I've known before under another uh, form of life, and whether as a friend, a school pal, someone I knew on the job, friend of a friend, brother of a friend, will this be someone I've known before but not as a lover? Then you could ask, is it somebody who I will have known as a lover? And then the other question is, is this someone I have never met in my life who's coming to me now? And I ask those with the pendulum. Once you train the pendulum, what's your yes and what's your no? Um, when you have that idea in mind, light the candle and um, and just sit with it in meditation. Um, mm. There are um, herbs for attraction and stuff, but I wouldn't bring them into play in my life until I actually began to have the the people approaching. The, I began to see, oh, now three people have approached me. Which one is it going to be? And there are many ways to test that. One of them is an old way from um, troll to where you make little little dough buns with with little uh, straws in them, it's it's fantastic. And then you you bake them, and the one that um, that browns the nicest, that's the one. And they're all named. Each bun is ba- named for somebody. There are many ways to make these um, divinations out of a group mm-hmm. of people, which is the one to focus on. Another way is to get all of their photos, use a pendulum over the photos, do a divination on that. Another way is to put their photos down. One, two, three, let's say. And then you're going to shuffle your tarot cards and you put the cards down. One, two, three. And those cards are the divinations on those people. Focus on the most interesting one first. and uh, But don't let the others go because you don't know yet unless you get some horrible card like death or the oh, devil yeah. or the tower. That person, you just turn that card and that photo over and you go on asking questions with the pendulum of the other two.
3: Oh, that's so my good. I love up. that, being able to, being able to filter <laughs> exactly what it is you're looking for. A really simple way of drawing new love, old school, uh, is putting uh, magnetic sand in your right shoe. Can you place
2: mm-hmm. magnetic cool. sand in
3: your right shoe and say, bring the person who is meant to be my partner, my lover, et cetera, to me. When you find the person, you then sprinkle magnetic sand where they'll walk through it so that your two feet are drawn together.
1: Nice. Yeah, and that brings me to another one um, that I uh, uh, know, which is the um, sprinkling magnetic sand at the person's feet, um, at the heels. And um, very you have to do this very surreptitiously. And if they step back into the magnetic sand, they will turn to you and make whatever offer they have to make. They'll say, oh, hi, nice to see you. Or they'll say, hi, how are you doing today, which is, Nice to see you is a declarative sentence. How are you uh-huh. doing today is a question, right? That question uh-huh. may be your only opening into their lives and you can then say um you know I'm 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 doing great. You know, it's really good to see you too. What are you up to? Always end with a question. Get them talking uh-huh. to you. Um but if they just turn to you with a declarative sentence, hi, nice to see you. That's all they have to offer. Uh-huh. Let them be. Mhm. Uh-huh nice how about you Fred you got any other tips well
4: um, I wasn't thinking we would go this long.
1: Um, Oh, well, we decided because of all the technical problems, we wasted so much time talking. And meanwhile, I should have said something. Meanwhile, uh, Nagashiva and I have finally established communication via Facebook Instant Messenger. This is how crude things are today. And we decided to take only one client um, today because we talked so much about the tech problems. Sorry, we should have announced that
4: because <laughs> I was on schedule um,
1: uh, well, I'm uh, sorry, yeah I mean, Sergeant Capricorn reporting. reporting for duty yep. yeah yeah
4: exactly. <laughs> exactly well, um cool, well, then we have some extra added bonus time for me um i am very I'm very captivated now about the idea of that trolldom um spell and, you know i'm I am a Capricorn, so I'm sitting here going, well, that's another page. That's
1: another page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, there's a lot of trolldom things. Uh, well, let me, let me just say something else about um, the whole uh, Scandinavian slash Scottish slash British finding the husband-to-be spells. There's a whole realm of these spells of finding the husband to be. And many of them um, do have this um, idea of um, using food products to find the husband to be. I find it interesting. Um, for instance, um, apple peelings. When you um, throw the, uh, you peel an apple, but you have to peel it perfectly all in one go so that it makes a giant spiral apple peeling, and kind of like M.C. Escher drew it, right? <laughs> and um, Uh-oh. and then you have to be out where it snows, because these are nor Northern European spells. And you go out into the snow, and you throw this apple peeling over your left shoulder with your right hand, the left, because that's where your heart is on the left. Your ring finger for wedding is on the left. So you're going to throw it from your right hand, your dominant hand, over your left shoulder backwards into the snowbank, and then turn um to look at it and the apple peeling will form a letter of the alphabet and that will be the initial of your husband to be. And many of these things, the vipabula, which is the little um the little bun and, and things like that, these are they often are domestic magic spells of divination that use food. Isn't that interesting? <laughs>
3: That's very interesting. There's another uh, particular work that, that's also inspired by the European tradition that makes its way into various hoodoo uh, practices. The Locket Spell, really great for drawing in love and then keeping love. So one way of doing this is you get softened wax that you put rose petal, a pinch of magnetic sand, violet leaves, all great for drawing in love along with your hair. You roll it into a small bowl, into that softened wax, and place it into the locket. You put the locket underneath a cup or a bowl and then burn a pink candle with come-to-me oil on it. And you wear it. You wear this locket out. And when you find your partner, the person who has been brought to you by that locket, you get a little bit of their hair and put it in the locket so that now your hairs are adjoining in that beeswax. And so long as you keep the locket, you can keep the love strong and the connection uh, going
1: that's really great and a heart-shaped locket is ideal for that. I'm going to yep. I'm going to tell you another locket spell um which um I just thought I I invented this myself, okay? So I mm. had a very pretty little antique locket that I had bought at an antique store back in the day and I put my picture on one side and then I very tinyly wrote with my Coenor rapidograph your name mm. here. On another piece of paper. Your name here. And I cut it out and I fitted that into the other side of the locket. Right? Then I took a little of my sexual fluids and touched it to your name here. Put it closed. Come and get me. I'm here. Right. <laughs>
4: well, that's well, beautiful I, because that lets you turn any love spell into a new love
1: spell. Um That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Gorgeous. Now I I, I thought Hey, I invented this, right? Mm. And then I went over to a a friend of mine's house, and she had a picture frame, and it was one of these little fabulous little metallic gilded, you know, chi-chi little picture frames, and it was in the shape of a heart, and it was a little easel frame, and she had put in it a little thing with a little, um, like a silhouette. She could, you know, kind of draw. It was like a silhouette of of a man from the waist up, and it said on his face, Your Name Here. And I thought, Oh my God! Someone else had the exact same idea I did, but she wow. did it as an easel spell, and she had it on a little you know altar t- uh, tab- table.
3: Oh, that's so cool i I love that I love that
2: <laughs> one, well one, one thing that I ten- like
4: about the lockets in particular is is as Ali was saying, um you have to get out there and you have to have something that you can transport with you. Um, of course, one of the things that a lot of people use to transport magic with them is just themselves. Um, and it's one of the things that condition oils are so great. Um, I know so many people that have incredible success with Follow Me Boy um, and you know Love Me and different oils that they choose to put on their pulse points whenever they go out. But if you don't go out, you know, it, it is very hard to find somebody if you don't go out in either a virtual way um, over the Internet or in real life. And if in real life you can go to a place that represents who you are, if you are a gardener, go to a garden show, if you are um, godly, go to church, um, if you are a fun-loving drinker. Go to a bar, um, but I I think that um, I like the locket spell because it can go out there with you. Um, very nice.
1: That's a you know and yeah and then wear that prepared locket, um, mm-hmm. and you know this is something else that I talk to a lot of with people again as clients. They are not. Um, going to go out because they've become depressed as a diviner as a diviner the card that represents that particular form of depression is the hermit there's a another form of depression we didn't talk about this but somebody should get out your your right away smith cards and compare the five of cups and the hermit the five of cups is when they're in that grief stage all is lost all is lost right the hermit is when they're they're in that. I'm still looking at you know um, at the past, but I do have a light shining. But you've got to come find me because I'm on this little icy precipice here up in the mountains, and oh, they're not cool. looking. They're not looking yet. And yeah. the uh, and the nine of Pentacles is the next stage where they're turning away from that snail that never made it and showed up, and they're looking at that bird with the hood over its head, the unknown lover that's about to arrive. And if you take those Mm. three cards and lay them out, and this this is what I call tarot magic as opposed to tarot divination. So you're going to lay out those... Three cards in a row, and you're going to walk yourself through those. Now, Valentina Burton actually has a way of doing this in which you make a little card, uh, a miniature. You've used large cards and the mini cards. And you make another card to represent yourself, whether you pick your uh, court card to represent yourself, say Queen of Pentacles, if it was me, or you uh, you know, pick, pick any kind of card. Um, Representative card or your own photo will do as well. Mm -hmm. And you're going to meditate and walk through the landscapes that are on these cards. And for this is the reason, incidentally, that I recommend the writer Waite Smith cards because they have more landscape. Than yeah. some of these other cards, like the Aquarian Tarot or whatever, that are just close-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have these three cards, you you're watching a progression of someone grieving. And then saying, all right, I'll accept love if it comes to me. My light is shining, but I'm not going out yet, right? (laughs) And then you have the gal out in the garden. She's left her house. You can see her castle is in the way in the background. She's out there with her grapes. She's out there with her money. She's out there with her snail and her bird. And she's saying, I am turning now from the past. Her body is still facing the past, but she's turned her head to the future, you see? And she's looking at that bird. She's looking for someone to love.
2: Mm, Think about it. That is
1: fantastic.
3: I love that. I love that the way of working where you're building, like you're actually going through the stages and evolution emotionally until you get to that, that, that place where you're happy and fulfilled. There's a, an old timey working for drawing uh, love that can be adapted with uh, crystal balls, but originally involved a cup of water. What you do is you write down what it is you're looking for in a partner or what you're looking for out of love. And you place it under a glass of water. It has to be a clear glass, I was told. So you can't use color. You can I mean, I guess you could use color, but it shouldn't be too opaque. You should be able to see through that list. And you place it by your bedside, not under your bed, but by your bedside. And this is to dream of your lover, to draw them to you in a dream. And you keep that there, and you keep it nightly, refreshing, putting new water, until you find that person. That person shows up in your life then you take a picture of that person and you place it under the cup. Once that person becomes your actual partner, once they finally come to you, you then take the photo of you together uh, and place it under your bed. So it's a progression of kind of, you start with a list, you work with their photo, and then you work with a couple photo uh, and the kind of shifting of positions. First, it's uh, by the bedside, and then underneath the bed, or between the uh, bed and the box or the mattress and the box spring. And it's a really good way of kind of gradually drawing to you your perfect lover and then keeping them close.
1: That's really good. I love it when you put yes, something sir. in the bed. That's really amazing. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna put I'm gonna go through the next three to row cards, okay? because I gave you the three that that the, to start, the next three that I want you to lay out, and you can now you've got a row of six. the two of cups. This is where you meet the person, the lovers, because I prefer sex before marriage. This is where you have mm. sex, and then the last card, ten of cups, and there's the marriage and family.
3: Ah, uh, I love that. Would you be with with the four of pentacles? I mean, the four of uh, wands also work there.
1: The four of wands would also work. Yes, if you didn't want to have okay. kids or if you just wanted yeah. but you for a marriage. Wands, okay. If you wanted Got a marriage, it. yes, that's true. The four of wands probably should be I just go by threes, you know. Um ah, right, but yeah, right, right. that that is that is exactly. So you're making a story there. You're oh. writing and narrating what I call a comic strip, you know. It's a it's a little booklet that you could make. So I yeah, I would put the four of wands in. That looks good. And then mm-hmm. uh the um Lucky that pattern. looks nice. Yeah, then and then we got the ten. And oh we can then go back to the we can finish this out with the ten of um pentacles, which is where you have the grandkids, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm putting them out right now as I talk. Um but I'd like one more three. I'd like to make this a nine panel page. So maybe my pal um, Deacon Millett can give me some ideas here. Maybe we would like the the Knight of Cups. Yeah, I like the Knight of Cups. Let's put him in there because he's seeking. Well, nah, he's too bland. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll come up with something here. But you yeah, can see that, that last one we've got. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we could go. We could go straight from the from the. Ten of Pentacles to the Four of Swords and just die, I guess. But, um, but I'd rather... Re- <laughs> no, no, no. No, <laughs> oh. no, Maybe no. no. We're happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want to live happily ever after uh, with the grandkids. Well, so far we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cards. But you can see that um, if I come up with a perfected one, I'll burst in later and say what it is. Um, you will. But the- I am
4: sure you will.
1: Well, I'm thumbing well, them I right said- now
4: what I like about this too is that it leaves the magician or the client out of the wilderness. You know, it, it mm-hmm. starts in the sadness and it accepts the sadness and it says, okay, here you are, but we need you looking forward. We need you looking over here. So let's, let's not stick with just one state. Let's, let's go for the full nine and let's, Let's move you out of here. And um, that can be really hard.
1: I mean, I think it's a... the sun. I think it's the sun, and I'll tell you oh, why. First, first three, second three, and the third three um, would be after the four of wands would be the sun because that's when you have the baby. Then you have the ten because you had two kids, and now you're nuclear family, and you end with the ten of pentacles. There you go. That is a beautiful life.
3: I love okay? that. Okay, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna read
1: them off, and this is you, this is how magic is made by people who make magic. This is a layout of a tic-tac-toe layout: three, three, and three. Five of Cups, Hermit, Nine of Pentacles. That's the first row. Second row. Hope someone writes this down. Um, two of Cups, The Lovers, Four of Wands. That's where you meet. You have sex or marry, and you can flip those if you want to marry first and then have sex. Um, and then uh, would be the Sun. That's where you have the child, the, um, which, by the way, if you don't have children, it might be a pet. And, um, or, you know, it could be, any, it, it, uh, could be an idea or, a, or a, um, a project that you do together. And then the Ten of Cups, which is all your dreams fulfilled. And then the uh, Ten of Pentacles, which is where you uh, pay it forward to the next generation. And you have not only children, you have grandchildren, you have more pets, property ownership, all right. and all of that security. That's a nice life.
3: It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous life And the way of working that Is like you're actually writing your own fate Because the tarot mm-hmm. cards are What we use to fortune tell It's what we use to determine fate and destiny And here you are actively building Your destiny You're building your dream life Of you finding your partner, falling in love Getting married, having children And then having a legacy to leave behind mm-hmm. I really love that type of work And you can, I would assume You could put this on an altar And keep it up there yeah this is um, so what's it's like a people permanent vision
1: board it's a vision yeah. board mhm uh-huh. and um i'm laying them i'm laying them out now on my table as a as a little um tic tac toe and i'm going, yeah, this is a vision board and um if you wanted to when you have a vision board like this now I'm using my real cards but i you could make a um a, a Uh, a scan, you know, and and make a Mm -hmm. photo of it. Um, Or you could, you know, sacrifice a deck and laminate these cards or any cards that you thought were more appropriate for your vision. But you put these and then you can put candles on them. So now it becomes Mm. from a vision board to a Parcheesi game, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, now I would you know laying them out as we read from left to right and top down is one way but you also could lay them out the other way so that you read them from bottom up and right to left because you're really trying to get to the top so that's another mm. way to do it but you know um because it, it's always nice to end up at the top row but um so however you do it it's um it, you could do it as a z zigzag you know but then it becomes mm. this parchisi board that you move your candle and that would be a 9 day candle spell with small yep. candles.
3: Oh, I love, I love that. I mean, you could, just you created could dust, it right here could, on the spot. Very <laughs> <laughs> a sign of ingenuity. Uh, but dusting it with powders, oiling the board, or, or five spotting the board, uh, if it's mm-hmm. a, if it's a board, or, uh, you could do so much with that. I really do love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, as a person who's worked in the graphic arts a long time, and Deacon Millett has too, um, we tend to want to have something that's pretty on the altar. A lot of people don't care about that. They're, yeah. they're just going to put um, oil on a candle and be done, or they're going to put a little bit of sachet powder on their, in their armpits or whatever and be done. But I tend to like to do crafting. And in working on this book that I've been doing, um, the uh, Bottle Up and Go, that I've been doing with Lara Rivera, both of us love crafting. And we realized that a lot of the bottle spells that we like to do are what we call the aquarium or terrarium effect, where you want the things in the bottle to express everything you want it to be. And so the, um, the idea of putting pictures like this Um, In a circle, I sometimes will do a 12-card layout that would be equivalent to the houses of an astrological chart. Um, That's another way to work where you progress someone through the houses and do that work for and with them. Um, That also does bring me to another thing about looking for new love. I do recommend that people use a basic sorting principle when they're looking for new love to um, look for people who would be of a compatible sun sign and moon sign. But you need to know their moon sign, not just their sun sign. You can get free charts, um, primitive charts, at alabe.com, A-L-A-B-E.com. You need their birth date and your birth date. And you want compatible sun and moon, compatible Venus. Or you can go to Deacon Millet at Four Altars, and he'll do your chart for you. <laughs> <laughs> is All a right. Brilliant astrologer. Yeah, yeah. He is a he's a he specializes in couples astrology, and I know that you do astrology too, Conjurman Ali and as does our colleague William evers, But Deacon Millet is my go-to couples astrology guy. All right, here we go. We're going to take a reading client today, and let's see what's up.
0: Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org Now it's time to go to the phones and take our client for the evening, and our client we have is a first-time caller calling in from uh, 780 in Alberta, Canada. This is Michelle. Michelle, are you there?
2: I am. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation this evening. And um, now I do see that you have not had any readings with Miss Kat or Conjurmana Lee, but you did have gone to another uh, root worker and reader on this particular situation uh, last month.
1: Sorry, um, I should have said reader, not root worker. It's all good. It's
0: all good. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. And (laughs) Michelle writes, I have been single for six years and once to attract my life partner, I am ready. I turn it back to you, Miss Kat.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Well we this perfect. is
1: one of those bingo bullseye shows. Um, first of all, Michelle, <laughs> thanks for bearing with us through these unusual technical difficulties we've been having today. This is extremely uh stressing to me because I like everything to be perfect. <laughs> so thanks Thank for your you. patience. <laughs> Um, so you want to attract, it's been six years since your last relationship, and you're ready. Now, I'm going to ask a couple of questions uh, while I shuffle my little nine pack back into my deck. What sign of the Zodiac are you? I'm a Capricorn. A Capricorn. Okay. And um, good. Well, we've got we've got all Earth signs here today. We've got um, Papa Newt, Ollie and I are Tauruses, Deacon Millett is a Capricorn. Um, oh, and cool. um, and about how old are you? I'm 45. 45. All right. Now that's an interesting thing about Capricorns. I'm just going to quickly mm-hmm. throw that out. Capricorns mm-hmm. tend to have the the second half of their life tends to be better than the first half of their life. They age yeah. well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They don't burn out and they don't end up um, you know stalled by the side of the road. So, um, okay. uh, although Capricorns may take a while to find exactly what they're looking for, usually by the time a Capricorn is 50, they've all of a sudden assumed a a dignity. Actually, 45 is right when it starts. They begin to have a dignity, cool. and they make really good old folks. Just saying. Yeah. So be prepared to yeah, have, have a good cool. old age. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Now, um, um, let me um, – uh, I'm going to do the um, first – um uh, well actually what I'm gonna do is have Ollie do the first reading because we're actually skipped our first client. So we're gonna have Ollie do the first reading, Deacon Millett will do the second, and I will do the root work. So take it away, Ollie. Oh, awesome.
3: Thanks, Miss Cat. Uh yeah, I couldn't agree with Kat with more, particularly with when it comes to cat I always say Capricorns and Aquariuses, they generally find either love or career a little bit later in life. That's just very common with them. Uh it's not it's not unusual. Um, it's also not uncommon for for age gaps for Capricorn. it's just the Saturnian oh, influence okay. is very, very very strong there. so don't be surprised if for example your partner is a lot younger than you that might that okay. happen uh, this is a this is just that the power of Saturn when it comes to Capricorn. Now I've pulled three cards here that tell us a little bit of a story and where you're headed and the the overall answer is good. The first card, however, is the Eight of Cups. And the Eight of Cups is a person who has been walking away from what has been offered to them, and they're walking into the barren, dark wasteland. This is the past. This is walking away from past relationships, walking away from past hurts, walking away from uh, past memories that may sometimes pull you. It is also a card of timing. This is a situation in which this person is walking into that background, while the moon is looking down upon them. So there is something uh, timing-wise going on here in life, something astrological you might consider after this uh, uh, phone call to set up a time to speak with Deacon Millett who's also a Capricorn and who's a brilliant astrologer who can take a look at your chart, give you some some astrological remediation in regards to that. But it is saying that some type of energetic shift is needed for you to kind of pull away from the dark, barren wasteland. that is. Six years is a long time to be uh, without a relationship. That's just Taurus speaking for the record. We like to be in relationships uh, in the long long term. Uh, So for, for six years is a bit of a while. But that doesn't mean you have to be in that state forever. You need something yeah. to shift you out of that. You need something to shift you out. And magical work here is going to be really, really useful. A combination of earth and firework is a sense that I'm getting, and I'll tell you why that is. The next card is the Six of Wands. The Six of Wands is being able to move out of that darkness. So we're seeing this motion from walking into the barren wasteland to walking into a triumph. Here we have a person with a staff and a wreath at the top, and they're walking in what is considered a classically Roman or European triumph. They are victorious. They come back from some type of battle or campaign, and they're surrounded – by their friends and allies who are celebrating with them. The key here is going to be uh, um, finding your group, finding your people, as I like to say, and that's where you're going to find love from. So it's going to be a friend who says, hey, I I know someone who's going to be great for you or an ally or a colleague. So... Social settings are going to matter, particularly social settings where you're allowed to shine. So this shouldn't just be like, oh, we're going out to the movie with my girlfriend. This should be a place where you're able to kind of let yourself laugh, let yourself smile, where you're allowed to kind of be, if not the center of attention, but certainly uplifted. So consider some type of magical work that helps shift things energetically, something that you can then carry with you. Uh, wherever you go, and then think of social settings that are going to work in your benefit. Maybe it's uh, getting coffee with your friends. Maybe it's going out to dinner. But it has to be some type of social setting in which other people are around you. That's what's going to help the momentum move forward. The final card is the Queen of Wands. And the Queen of Wands tells me that you will be victorious. You will find love. The Queen of Wands is a queen, after all. She has a king that is attached to her. So you will find a partner. And that partner will be an equal to you. That partner will be uh, someone who will bring you happiness and joy. You have the power to change your situation. You have some innate gifts here that you can tap into and that will help you to move this along. And it's the Queen of Wands that tells me that you need to combine earth and fire in your magical work. Here she's sitting on her throne. Uh, The throne is decorated with lions. She's got a sunflower in one hand and a wand in the other. The wand represents fire, and the sunflower represents some type of herb, root, etc. cetera, uh, magic of material. So the combination of earth magic and fire magic is going to be very useful for you and allow you to kind of transform your situation and find love. I actually think this is going to happen very fast. By about springtime and at the latest summer, you are going to have a partner in your life. So it makes me Woo-hoo. like, oh, I've, I've, I've gotten this long stretch of time, but it's going to turn around within like a matter of a couple months, a couple weeks to a couple months, really. So this is a really good indication that you're headed in the right direction. You need to do some work to facilitate this change and transformation, but you will be victorious in the end. Uh, the person that you will likely find is, is themselves probably going to be uh, a fire sign, which is not always the you know perfect match for an earth sign, but it'll be really good for you. Uh, and the person will have either a pet cat or they'll have a lion associated with their name, or they'll have some type of image of a lion in their house, home, or business. So keep uh, a lookout for sometime, something feline-oriented, cat-oriented, and that'll give you a hint of who this person is when they show up in your life. That's what I have now, here. I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millett, who's going to do your next reading, and then you're going to have Miss Kat give you some root work advice. Thank you.
4: That's an amazing reading, <laughs> Conjurman Ali. That is, that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> and I do have to attest to everything that's been said before. Welcome to the world of late bloomers. We Capricorns, <laughs> um, you know, it, mm-hmm. it comes later, but it's very solid when it comes. And yeah. um, okay. that's that's the good thing. Um, so, um, And I also in my life have seen the age gap. Um, and that, that age gap between partners can be really good because it gives the outer planets a chance to move. Um, so many people who marry someone right in their cohort, um, it, they marry out of a sense of sameness. And um, yeah. I think when the outer planets have a chance to move, you can marry someone who is different. And that is kind of exciting. So I'm going to yeah. pull three cards for you. Um, these are from the uh, Secret Dakini Oracle deck. And the first card here is High Tension. Okay. So this card shows a bodybuilder without a head. And out of his shoulders <laughs> where his head should be, there are lightning bolts shooting out. You really are ready for this. Um, it's starting <laughs> to, to make you a little tense. Um but the good thing about this uh, card is it shows that there is energy present. So you will have the energy to to get this going. Um, try to focus um, on that rather than a sense of, oh, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it, and all that um, un- unattractive, uninteresting stuff. So let's see. The second card here is the phoenix. Um, So, the phoenix arises from the ashes of its own death, um, and uh, this could indicate a relationship with someone you've known before. Um, And because it's the phoenix card, this person has perhaps radically changed if it is somebody you've known before. So, um... Be prepared to give someone a second chance if they truly have changed. Um, uh, And this card also says that, of course, you'll have a second chance at a a very different life, and that's also – this card is always to the positive. The third card is eternal life. And this is the marriage card in this deck. It shows – it shows a goddess holding an ankh and the sphinx, and um you know this is this is all going to come. Um, i I also don't have anything really negative to say um, okay this, this is this is gonna be your year for
2: sure
1: Woo-hoo. all right. Well, that's really interesting. I'm just going to mention, too, that the phoenix, which uh, Deacon Millett drew as a card from the Secret Dakini Oracle, is also representing a symbolically fire. Um, mm. And so right. so there is, again, an idea here of fire. Um, I Thanks for those readings, um, uh, both of you. Those are very helpful to me in terms of what I can... Uh, uh, propose for spell work. So um, I have to say that the um, candle spell that I mentioned before, which had the the white candle, would definitely be a good one for you. Uh, So you might want to just start with that, um, you know, asking for um, love to come to you. The fact that we saw that this might be someone that you had previously known is a, a possibility. Uh, but that's not a certainty. The fact that the person might be a fire sign and have um lions or cats associated with them would indicate to me that if you have any inclination toward um, symbolism of a you know ancient classical style, uh, you might want to call upon Bastet now Bastet is a goddess who was a goddess of um Uh, sexuality and kittens. (laughs) So you take your choice whether you want sexuality or kittens. I think sexuality leads to kittens, usually. Um, But uh, she's because cats are flexible and sensual and love petting and and stuff and are pretty prominently display their sexuality in public, that's how Bastet came to be known for that. And also Bastet is known for music because um, uh, cats – you know, are very vocal. Of all the pets, cats are probably uh, the most individually vocal. Not just barking like a dog, but that they actually speak to you and say things to you. So, yeah. and they have a musical voice when they do so. So, I would recommend that you um, also use some music to draw this um, person and do this. Do the candle spell I mentioned, but I'm also going to go a little further with this because we had cats. I'm going to recommend catnip and i'd like you to make a little um packet with catnip and any of the um um oils or or uh, incense powders that go you know incense powders go better into a packet than sachet powders um if it's cloth packet so that it won't um the powder won't come out through it so you can use incense powder to stuff a packet and this is going to be a little bed packet so we're going to start with um uh some You can use um, regular love herbs mix or make your own love herbs mix. You might want to put into it some cubeb berries, some catnip, uh, some damiana for sexuality. Or you can just buy a pre-made love herbs mix, which contains those rose petals will be another thing. And you might want to also put in some incense powder that is like a shaved wood type powder with some scent in it. And you could use my favorite for drawing new love would be look me over and uh, I like fast luck because I want sex to be part of it, but it doesn't have to be fast luck. Like you could use look me over, and fire of love would be another one, or come to me. And you're going to make a little packet. Now, this would be just um, can be sewn into a piece of cloth, or you can use a little drawstring bag and knotted clothes, like a little mojo bag. And you're going to sleep with this bag in your um, bed and wear it. And usually with these kind of um, bags, it said it's really to get the strength of your sweat on it, you're going to wear it uh, in contact with your armpit and literally sweat on it. And you want to do that for at least a week. And um, so however you do that, you can um, pin it to your bra. Um, You can just keep it under your armpit while you're sleeping if you want. Um, But you want to get your sweat on it. And then you're going to wear that uh, and carry it with you. If you're looking for sexuality, You can also uh, go after having pinned it to your bra for seven days, you can pin it to your panties for um, seven days. And I usually do it in such a way that I tuck it up in the panties so it's in actual contact with my genitals. And, um, uh, you know, as if it were like like an old-fashioned menstrual pad. And you don't want this thing to be a big fat lump because it ain't gonna fit real nice in your panties if you do that, so mm-hmm. uh, once you've made once you've made this little mojo that is um come to me mojo, a love me mojo, a sex me mojo, a be attracted to me mojo um and you have prepared this um and again, I don't know you're you're new here to this show, so I'm assuming you're just gonna buy a couple of products or make your own little mixture i don't have you ever done this work before? I have not no. Okay. Well, then you might just do better to to find a little love herbs mix. I'm not going to recommend my company above all others, but we do make such a mix, and there are other people who do it. Or you can also go to Hoodoo at a Glance, which is um, uh, luckymojo.com slash Html. And um, if you look at it for Google, just type Hoodoo at a Glance, and it should come up. And just look for love, and you'll find a list of herbs there. And you can make your own combination it depends on how you feel about this material. There's no one way to do it, but I definitely would want you to have catnip and um and uh, rose petals and I'm going to add one more thing I'd like you to do, and that is althea leaf and um or you could use althea root chips um, Althea attracts good spirits, and it's often said that althea when you carry it, will lead you to hidden treasure. And so people Ooh. use it for literal treasure finding, but they also use it for finding a love. So if you put Althea into a love herbs mix, it'll be more, um, you know, uh, it'll it'll lead you to where you have to go. Now, when you do, as was recommended by Conjurman Ali, um, get out into social circles. And, um, and I think uh, Deacon Millen also recommended that. You want to get out into some social circles and... Um, Make sure that you have on you some um, jewelry that is um, bright and shiny that would reflect light, because we're talking about fire. We want you to look for people who have association with lions, which is not rare because lions are very um, uh, popular as totemic animals. So someone named Leo or Leon or who lives on Leo Drive or, you know, whatever, um, would be somebody to your perk your little ears up. Also cats. Cat is less common as a name. Mostly women are called cat. But um, anything like that would be a, a, a significator. You want to train yourself to see the signs that are coming toward you. And um, that's about it as far as I hope you do good. Um, call us back, and when you find somebody, and we'll tell you what to do with them next. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh oh! We were there. It
3: comes. Oh, hey. <laughs> <Olay. laughs> the LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie Sundays three to four thirty, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John Saint Germain Tuesdays five to six, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay Fridays one to two, and Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, at 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
0: And now it's time for our free spell segment with Deacon Millet of 4 in the high deserts of California. Take it away, Deacon Millet.
4: All right. Thank you so much, Papa Newt. So um, this is a a spell for Valentine's Day. If you do not have someone special, Um, I want you to start by buying yourself some presents for Valentine's Day. You are not going to be morose. You are going to get yourself the things you deserve. So go out, get some comfy sleepwear or fuzzy slippers, um, get fresh flowers, luxurious chocolates, something indulgent um, that's just for you. And uh, arrange your presents for later because you'll, you'll be um, using them uh, and enjoying them uh, during later parts of this spell. So arrange them uh, before making a bath. Okay, and this is a very simple bath. You're going to take a bowl of very hot water, and in it you're going to dissolve one blue anneal ball. So it's going to be blue, and you want very hot water so it will dissolve. And then into that, I want a few drops of dandan Dan oil and the juice of one lemon. And I want you to pour that into your warm bath. Um, you need candles, you need to do the works, but I'm going to assume that you know how to um, do a spiritual bath in the Huda tradition. So it's a bath for letting go. So the goal is to release your thoughts as best you can. Um, focus on the flickering candlelight, focus on the clean scent, focus on the feeling of the warm water on your body. And when you've had at least one thought-free moment, <laughs> and it can take a while, um, then you step out fresh from the bath, and you save some of that bath water for later. Now I want you to sit at your desk or kitchen table, and I want you to write a list of all the things you want in a perfect mate. And we've talked a lot about the possibilities for such a list um, earlier in the show. Um, And once you've got that down, I want you to turn to a second list. And this is going to be a thought exercise. I want you to see yourself as they would see you, and I want you to write out what they desire in you, all the things you have to offer. And when you've got that ready, I want you to take your pot of reserved bathwater and the first list, and I want you to burn that first list to ash into the pot of reserved bathwater. And ask God and the universe to bring you the right mate. And you're going to go to the crossroads, throw that water behind you, and walk back home. So now your second list and your gifts. You're going to take the second list, the best of you, through a red or pink glass-encased vigil candle, and dress that with the love oil of your choice. as as cap mentioned, um, look me over is a really great one for this. And then I want you to light it while you're enjoying your Valentine's Day gifts. Just let it burn there. Um, and then I want you to use this candle um, with your the best parts of yourself attached to it for a nine-day novena. Okay. Several years ago, the Catholic bishops of England and Wales. Um, composed a novena prayer to support single people who were looking for a spouse, and that's the prayer that I want you um,
2: to read, and we'll
4: post it at the forum, Um, but I'm going to read it as well. Loving Father, you know that the deepest desire of my heart is to meet someone that I can share my life with. I trust in your loving plan for me and ask that I might meet soon the person that you have prepared for me. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, open my heart and mind so that I recognize my soulmate. Remove any obstacles that may be in the way of this happy encounter, so that I might find a new sense of wholeness, joy, and peace. Give me the grace too to know and accept if you have another plan for my life. I surrender my past, present, and future into the tender heart of your Son Jesus. Confident that my prayer will be heard and answered. Amen. So nine days, we light your candle each day for nine days, reciting this every day. And I hope that this will awaken you to the possibilities around you and awaken the people around you to the possibilities in you.
1: Wow, that's really beautiful. And it's very let beautiful. me just um, let me just give a little comment on uh, the novena for those uh, who do not know what a novena is. Novena is from the Latin that means nine, and so these are prayers that are said over nine days. In the old days, you lit one candle per day. You would go to the church. These would be taper type candles. Um, In later years, the glass tube candles were invented, and they used to be larger than they are now and have more wax, and they were designed to burn for nine days. But after the um, big gas crisis and oil crisis and a couple of Gulf Wars, I think we're on now to our third, fourth, or fifth Gulf War, the uh, vigil lights have become smaller and smaller as the price of gas has gone up, and because they are made with petroleum wax. So if you find one that will only burn five days, that's about average now. So to burn it for nine days, you might want to have two of those vigil lights so that you can transfer the flame from one to the other. And don't be surprised if your so-called novena candle goes out after five days. I wish mm-hmm. we could find somebody who would make real novena candles again, but that's just not happening. Um, so get buy two of them and see what happens. Usually, four and a half days, you're going to transfer that flame and go for another four and a half days. Um, so, or if you want to, you can use nine tapers, and those will just burn and burn out, and then the next day, you light another one. They don't have to be lit as continual, um, but that's how you do a novena, okay? I really I like this spell. Way yeah, it's, I, so, it's a good it's way to...
3: comprehensive.
1: Yeah. And Deacon Millet said to put it out each day and relight it the next day. That's another way to make a five-day novena candle last nine days. But in order to do yeah. that, you need to have a long splinter of wood or bamboo or a fireplace match so that you can reach down inside and relight mm-hmm. it when it gets below the level that your hand can light in there. There are little brass um paper lighters that uh, that, it, that you sort of shove a little piece of wick and you can light them, and they're long brass little things. They have been Catholic churches, to relight those candles. But somehow you're going to have to make that thing last for nine days, all right?
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, okay. That's a beautiful spell, beautiful spell. I love the way it's uh, the advertisement for yourself is what I call that second <laughs> last that's Amen. good. What they, will, what they will see in me. We so often assume the posture of a beggar and rather than the posture of a king or a queen.
3: Mmm, well said.
1: Okay. Now, we're going to uh, turn this over to um, Papa Newt. He's going to give us our outro, and then we're all going to come back and say goodnight and hope that the blog talk radio gods and goddesses are more merciful next week <laughs> take it away Papa Newt
0: <laughs> thank you Miss Kat and Man Ali and thank you Deacon Millett of org in the high deserts of California for being our guest this week we invite you to join us next week when we'll have a very special guest Stuart Palm of StuartPalm.com in Hong Kong, China, joining us with the topic of necromancy. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.
1: Thank you so much, Papa Newt. I want to thank Shiva for opening up a Facebook chat with me where we're making a sort of a pseudo log. There will be a log. I've been typing in Facebook. Sorry I couldn't interact with anybody in the chat room, but we did it privately. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good night. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Deacon Millett. Thank you, Ollie, and thanks you to so. everyone who stuck with us through this torture. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Goodbye, Good night. Now. Love you guys. I, I love you too. Bye bye.